All right, I love this woman. I love the hard work she does. Um, As you know, I'm a very strong advocate for social housing, affordable housing. Housing affordability is a crisis that we are struggling with right now in New South Wales. Rose Jackson explains. One of the saddest parts of this government's complete failure on housing affordability is the massive increase of people who desperately need social and affordable housing. We see over 50,000 people on the social housing waiting list in New South Wales. Almost 10,000 of those are priority need. That's people at risk of homelessness. We're talking about women and children leaving domestic violence. We're talking about old women who are facing the risk of homelessness if they cannot be housed in social and community housing soon. This government has no plan for social and affordable housing. The only policy they have is more privatisation. They bragged in Parliament last week about their privatisation agenda for social housing. Two billion dollars worth of social housing properties sold since they came to government. Labor, on the other hand, has a real plan for investment in social and affordable housing and a big investment in new social housing, in maintenance of social housing, so that people living in these properties don't have to put up with mould and broken windows and ceilings falling in and overheating. Labor's plan will deliver three things. One, dignity for people living in social and affordable housing. Two, economic uplift. That's jobs in construction and maintenance. And three, it will contribute to lowering our carbon emissions because we'll make those homes more energy efficient. We have a plan for social and affordable housing in New South Wales. The government has no plan except more privatisation. Yeah, I've never heard um, the current Premier of the state... Dominic Perrottet, uh, this week's Premier. I've never heard him mention anything about social housing. Rose Jackson, good morning. Hey, Marcus, how are you? Well, thank you. Um, I see the average rent has skyrocketed to, on average, $595 for Sydney alone. The median house price hit $1.3 million. It's a housing affordability crisis that's getting worse every single day. Uh, I mean, housing, you say, is a human right. It should be affordable for all. And on top of all of that, social housing just doesn't seem to be on the agenda for this mob. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit of a tired conversation, Marcus. I mean, how long have we been talking in Sydney and in New South Wales about housing affordability? This is not a new problem. Uh, This is a problem that has been around for a long time, and it just keeps getting worse. As you said, um, those are the most recent figures. That trend is going in one direction and one direction only. Sydney is the third least affordable city in the world. We have whole generations of working people. These are people who work full-time, parents with two full-time jobs who just cannot afford to rent or buy in Sydney. And this government doesn't seem to care about it at all. I mean, to give them credit, Marcus, at least former Premier Gladys Berejiklian said it was a top priority for her. But like everyone else, I'm a bit sick of the talk. Mm. I don't care if you want to say it's a top priority. We've been talking about it for years. We actually have to do something about it. Well, you're right. Uh, I mean, there are... And I have these conversations constantly uh, with members on your side. You know, you've got green spaces all over this city that have been, you know, flogged off to developers, which is great. And, you know, we've got housing going up each and every, in every nook and cranny. My question is, why is it not when we sell off these greenfield estates, do we not ensure or legislate that a certain percentage of whatever is built needs to be affordable? Uh, you know, in that in that sense, you're still going to get the tradies doing the work. You're still going to get the developers making their share of the pie, but you're also giving something back to the community. 
That's a great question, Marcus. And that, in fact, was the policy that Labor took to the last state election. And that's what's done all over the world. All over the world, major cities like London and others have that policy where if you're going to have new development, if you're going to have new housing stock brought online, a certain percentage of that needs to be set aside for social and affordable housing. Because we have a situation in Sydney where if you're a nurse, if you're a cop, if you're an early childhood worker, these are people who can't do their jobs from home, Marcus. They are living 20, 30, 40 kilometres from their place of work because Mm. there's no affordable housing. And there are policy settings, as you've just described, that we can implement to change that. And it's just such a shame that none of that is happening. There's no actual policy movement in this space. And the crisis is just getting worse and worse. Well, that's right. Uh, Look, I know that the government's promised uh, in relation to uh, the domestic violence policy that was announced in the last couple of weeks that they were going to build new refuges. That is great. They were going to set aside some uh, money for uh, social housing, but the the old stock of social... Yeah, but hold on, Marcus. That was 200 properties over four years. And look, I don't want to knock 200 properties. That's better than nothing. But this sector is calling for 5,000 properties a year for 10 years. So there's a massive gap between what the government has announced and what the actual need is. All right, so you're saying to me that uh, Labor would take a policy to the next state election whereby you would build... How many per year? 200,000 over the next five years? Was that- well, we haven't, we haven't landed on a number yet, Marcus, partly mm-hmm. because, you know, this government, as we've talked about before, it's so hard to get figures out of them. We're sure. still trying to chase down the costings and we don't want to be irresponsible. But I'll tell you this, the Victorian government, the Victorian Labor government has committed over $3 billion to this policy. The Queensland government's committed over $2 billion. The New South Wales government is so far behind. So Labor's got pretty clear credentials in terms of investment in social housing and housing affordability. And that's exactly what you'll see from New South Wales Labor. All right, so there'll be um, an increase in social housing, um, whether it's, well, certainly more than, what, 200 properties built each and every year, and uh, it will be affordable as well. Uh, I mean... It's, a, it's something that just needs to be tweaked, if you like, in the policy settings and in the legislation that, you know, we, we know that privatisation seems to be the, you know, the go-to of the current LNP government of New South Wales and they claim we all benefit from it. I'm yet to see the trickle down on that and uh, certainly the government does need to give something back to the community if it's making a hell of a lot of money from stamp duty and the sale of Crown land. Yeah, and the sale of social housing. I mean, that's what they do. They run down these properties so they're absolute, okay. you know, crap, and then they block them off. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. And then what happens with the money? They, they Tell me they uh, if they flog off these old, run-down social housing units or whatever they are, do they then reinvest that money into more social housing? I'd love to tell you that that's what they did, Marcus, but they don't. Of the $2 billion that they've made from selling social housing properties in the last 10 years, they have not invested that much in new social housing. In fact, $500 million of that they've just pocketed into consolidated revenue, which is just such a shame when the need is so Mm. obvious. Yeah. Uh, I mean, one good example is, and I can't for the... I know it's in the background of the video that I played, that... How, so old social housing joint near the Harbour Bridge, it's got the... Yeah, the serious building. Serious building. building. Now, that would have been uh, worth an absolute fortune. Tell me, the government, when they sold that off to developers, 
uh, tell me that they wanted to reinvest whatever profit they made, which would have been quite nice, thank you very much, back into social housing? Look, in that instance, they did, Marcus, but the outrageous thing there is they sold that building for, I think, something like $150 million. Right. The, the private developer, you know, fancied it up, did a bit of work on it. The profit that they made mm. was astronomical. Okay. They were selling individual apartments in that, you know, new fancy building for sort of $20, $30, $40 dollars. So the, the taxpayer has really been shortchanged on Sirius because uh. someone's making money from it. But it's actually not the people of New South Wales. It's a private developer. All right. Well, why wouldn't the governments, why wouldn't they, I don't know, develop the uh, the serious building themselves, you know, pay for it using taxpayer money, get in there, revamp the joint, and then sell it off for 20 million, 30 million bucks, or whatever they were each, and then put the money back into social housing rather than exactly. flog it off exactly. to a developer to begin with? Exactly. And they have a development arm. There's a body called the Land and Housing Corporation, which is part of the government that does do um, property development Uh. on behalf of the government. So, yeah, that's a great question. There was a lot of money to be made if you were determined to sell that building. Mm. Um, But the, the state government has not made that money. That's gone into the hands of uh, private property developers. And, yeah, social housing has missed out. All right, Rose. Good to have you on. Thank you. Thanks, Marcus.